0: You have, you have choices. The alarm you choose, maybe you uh, pick a song. But what is the most perfect sound for actually waking you up in the morning?
1: Philip Colvin may have found it. He works at the Holiday Inn Resort in Panama City Beach, which is full of 2,000 college kids on spring break. These are the hardest-to-wake-up people in the world. So here's what Philip does. Every day at 11 he points a huge sound system at the balconies of the hotel and at full volume.
0: So, Philip, playing Circle of Life, this was your idea, and, of course, we're hearing it now, but um, do you just want to sing a few bars so we get a sense for what appealed to you about the song?
2: Uh, I'm not going to sing it, but it's it it basically... It came about because we knew that uh, the ones that were staying with us in 2012, that movie would have been one of the first Disney movies that they'd ever seen. Yeah. But it, it, was, this, it was just an incredible response. They all loved it. And uh, from that day forward, we've had to do it every single morning.
1: I wonder if anyone, Philip, when they, if they've had maybe a little too much fun the night before and they wake up and they, and they do feel like they're dead if then they feel like that circle has been completed then?
2: <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure some of them probably cover their ears with their pillows and and pretend like they, they have completed the circle. But uh, usually the way it happens is most spring breakers check in on a Saturday. So Sunday morning is the first time they really hear it. And on a Sunday morning, the balconies are usually fairly empty when we start the music. The kids don't realize that they're supposed to be out there for anything or that anything special is going to happen or anything else. And then uh, when that first beat hits, all of a sudden you'll, you'll see uh, a whole bunch of doors just fly open and everybody comes rushing out to see what in the world is going on. <laughs> the funny thing that I've, I've never quite understood is that uh, somehow it inspires patriotism. <laughs> cause, uh, invariably, several times a week, the, um, when the song ends, they start chanting "USA, USA." <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I'm like, okay, I guess it's patriotic.
0: When you're, uh, you know, when you're not at work, when you're out in the world, and you hear "Circle of Life," what what do you think about?
2: <laughs> well, um, obviously, I think about all the experiences I've had here at the resort, watching these kids, and it's all good. It's all, it's you know. Spring Break gets a lot of negative publicity for a lot of reasons and and uh it's just a point in the day when it's when everything seems right with what's going on, so
1: yeah, all right, last chance can you just do the just the very first part of the song?
2: No I'm not gonna do it no
1: well, thanks so much Sorry. for talking to us about this Philip
2: <laughs> no problem.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to How to Do Everything. Maybe you're tired of this show and want to listen to a different podcast. Well, we have one. It would
0: be nice if you at least made it to the end of this episode before moving on. But if you do, uh, why not try Ask Me Another?
1: It's got uh, word games, puzzles, trivia of all sorts, the music of Jonathan Colton. Everybody loves that guy. Uh, If
0: you can do the puzzles faster than the people you hear doing the puzzles... That means you're better than them.
1: Find Ask Me Another at npr.org slash podcasts. If you've celebrated a birthday lately, you know that there's only a few things that everybody does at every birthday. There's uh, the birthday song. You have maybe uh, the birthday candles.
0: A slap fight.
1: But there are other options.
0: Online with us now is Pippa. It is Pippa's birthday. Uh, Pippa, can you tell us your story?
3: Oh yeah, so um, basically, uh, I am from Kenya, and uh, I w- came to boarding school in England uh, when I was thirteen. And um, it was my first birthday in England, and I was given a birthday cake by all my friends. And as I went to cut it, I went, "Oh, so should we all scream the devil?" And they all looked at me like I was an absolutely insane person who was had a knife and was saying the word devil.
1: Um, Not a good combo. (laughs) You said scream the devil.
3: Yes, you scream the devil when you cut the cake. So basically, as you as the knife goes through the sponge, everyone in uh, in all your friends all scream as loud as they can at the top of their voices, ah, like that. Wow! Scream away the devil.
1: And are you, are you really going all out to, yeah, to scare the like, devil well, away? You
3: tell young children to scream the devil away at the top of their voices, you go as, as hard as you can. <laughs> That's a totally normal thing to do in Kenya. Uh, and I never, ever questioned it when my mum told me every birthday, okay, kids, it's time to scream the devil. I was like, yeah, cool. So when and you... then I came to England and it wasn't. <laughs> it was blank stares and it was awkward. And uh, so instead I, I just cut the cake. A- and, and I was very disappointed that <laughs> that tradition was over for me in my life. Well,
1: it does. It seems a shame that even though you're no longer in, in Kenya, that you have to leave that tradition behind. How about we? Exactly. How about we do it with you now?
3: <laughs> in my office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I may lose my job, but I'll pretend.
1: Hey, it's your birthday. You have
0: a great it is excuse. My birthday.
3: I don't have a cake though. So what am I screaming the devil away from? My laptop.
0: Well. We'll eat a Pop-Tart, so we'll have, we'll have, okay. we'll have it you're here. You're going
3: to cut through the Pop-Tart? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If you're in a horror film okay. and there's someone, you know, that sort of scream.
1: Okay. Well, you, sh- you show us how it's done. So you. I can't. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. We're going to scream as loud as we can.
3: Okay.
0: Quick pause here. So we are about to do this with Pippa. Uh, you should
1: do it with us. Why not? When else are you going to have an excuse to just scream for no reason? May, without being attacked. So, so no matter where you are, scream at the top of your lungs. It's This is what Pippa wants. All right, so we're going to count it. <laughs>
3: okay. Off. Ready? Three, yep. two, one. Ah! <laughs> That's it. That's amazing. Well done. Happy and birthday. Wasn't that, fun? wasn't that really fun? It was great. Yeah. See? It's the best birthday tradition. None of this make a wish malarkey.
0: We are almost at the end of March Madness, and one of the best parts of uh, watching basketball is uh, when someone is shooting a free throw, and all the fans behind the basket are doing everything in their power
1: to distract them. But does this actually work? No. Students at Arizona State University say it does. They've created something they call the curtain of distraction, and according to the students, it causes at least two to three missed free throws, a game. So ju- just imagine you're trying to shoot a free throw, and
0: you see behind the basket, uh, among all the screaming people, there is a curtain, as if there was a stage there. And you're, you're you're getting ready to shoot, and you're wondering, what's behind that curtain? What is behind the curtain? And then just as you're about to shoot, the curtain opens, and it's always
1: something different. Ryan Dieter is one of the ASU students behind the curtain, so, Ryan, what's behind there?
4: We have um, something called the Richard Simmons twins um, who kind of do like these workouts as a free throw shooter is throwing. Um, we have a guy in a kayak um, <laughs> that's held by two people. We have the unicorns who had this unicorn love story and they got married and now one of them is pregnant, so it's kind of cliffhanger onto the next season. Wow.
0: So I'm curious about what it's actually like in the mind of the player who has to shoot this free throw and has all this craziness in front of him.
4: On the
1: line with us now is Jason Smith. He plays for the New York Knicks and is an 82% free throw shooter.
0: So Jason, have you ever actually been distracted while taking a shot?
5: I I would have to say yes. Um, There's been obviously there's there's that one person in the crowd or something like that when the, the crowd is super quiet. If you're a professional player if you play at the collegiate level or any any level for that matter and it's a really loud arena and you can't really depict one person from all the others, then that's not too bad. But if you have one person heckling you and the rest of the crowd is just listening to that one person, your your mind is really focused on making that free throw. But that one person is definitely trying to echo in your head, miss the free throw. So it's it's tough to block everybody out, but there is that occasional one person at one game on the road that always decides to try and get in your head. And you can't let it happen, but sometimes it does.
1: Has there ever been a time that sticks out in your mind that you remember, like, a specific instance?
5: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'd have to say the Clippers, uh, just because being out in L.A., before the Clippers were the actual Showtime, Lob City, everything like that. They had almost nobody show up to their games. So there was this one diehard fan, super fan. is he, a gentleman who, who wore a suit that was half blue and half red. And all he did was scream at every opposing player the entire game.
1: Okay, we actually found the guy that Jason is talking about. Uh, he's called Clipper Darrell.
4: U-T-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. <laughs> hey, hey, you ugly. So when I, when I, once I do the chant, the whole, the, my whole section. Actually, the crowd gets involved in it, too. Everybody goes, you and I, 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 for the
5: life of me, I just tried to tune him out as much as possible, but like I said, there was no crowd noise whatsoever besides this one guy.
4: You know, I try to get, I try to get in them guys' heads, man. You know, I miss that free throw. You know, like, like with him, I think I said, uh, excuse me, excuse me, and uh, I forgot what his number was. But, uh, I said, uh, Who
5: are you? And I can I bet you if you asked any other NBA player, you would know who that one guy is for the Clippers because we (laughs) all know that he wears the half-blue and half-red suit. And he just yells the most obscene things. And and most of the time it's not anything cruel or anything like that, but it kind of makes you laugh or chuckle. But Uh the moment that you laugh or chuckle, he's in your head. (laughs) So you're definitely listening
4: to him. It's a half-red, half-blue suit. Um, it's split right down the middle. it has a clippers logo it's it 's a, a three piece suit, so it has a you know the pants, the vest, and the coat uh The tie is split down the middle everything on me is split down the middle, even my shoes so where Where do you get a suit like that? What happened is I went downtown and bought two suits and I bought two suits, two shirts two uh two ties, and I took it to the tailor and I told him to cut them in half and put them together. Said, Man, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's what I want you to do. I want you to cut them in half because I bought a size too big. So when they when they seam them together, it'll fit right. It'll fit perfect. For yeah, and that's what I did.
1: All right, so Darrell, let's imagine this then. It's the playoffs. You've got your Clippers. They're up against, you know, one of the best teams in the league. Say it's uh, Oklahoma City, and it's mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. He's a fantastic player. What do you do to throw that guy off his game?
4: Yo, Russell, you're weak, you're no good, and you can't be traded. And by the way, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. (laughs) You ugly. (laughs)
1: Our sponsor this week is the over 71,000 CFP professionals who want you to know how to find a financial planner.
0: Just about anyone can call themselves a financial planner without any sort of training, education, or background in financial planning. Let's try it. Mike, are you a financial planner?
1: Yes. Me too. That's why our CFP professionals want to make sure you're working with a certified financial planner professional.
0: CFP pros are thoroughly vetted to uphold the highest standard in education and
1: experience and are required to put your interests
0: above their own.
1: To find your CFP pro, simply visit letsmakeaplan.org. You know, going to the post office takes a valuable time and makes you stand in long lines. And leasing
0: a postage meter is too expensive.
1: With Stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for all your letters and packages using just your computer and printer.
0: For a no-risk trial and bonus offer for How to Do Everything listeners, go to Stamps.com
1: today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in everything. That's Stamps.com. Enter everything. We heard from Max. Max says he listens to How to Do Everything while riding the school bus in the morning.
0: Max, these next 15 seconds are for you.
4: Morning has broken
0: Life Max, I hope you're having a great day. And I hope that uh, that day has started by you not getting that seat that is over the
1: wheel where you have less footroom. The hump. Because let's be honest, you're already on the bus, and the bus smells like a bus. Once you're out of school, Max, you're never going to smell that again.
0: Actually, there's a lot about the bus that you, you never experience again. That, whatever fabric those seats are. The green fabric? Later in life, uh, you'll find that the windows you attempt to open will go all the way down. They won't stop at halfway. You won't pinch your fingers trying to open them. Cherish this moment, Max. Cherish it.
1: Sweet the rains. T- well, that does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian?
0: I learned that in, in Kenya, when you cut a birthday cake, everyone screams.
1: Do you think that they're screaming out of respect for the cake? That they're screaming the scream that the cake can't scream as someone's slicing through it with a knife?
0: I feel like that would be the thing to stop my sweet tooth. Is if the baked goods that I loved so much, if I could hear their their cries as I bit into
1: them? Yeah, as you dipped a chocolate chip cookie into a thing of milk, and you could hear.
0: Why did I have to be so delicious? I can't swim. So you may remember we're having a get together and we would love you to come.
1: We would love you
0: to join us at uh, the, this uh, this party. It will be at the hideout in Chicago Wednesday, April 8th. That's next week uh, at 6
1: p.m. 6 to 9 at the hideout uh, on Wabansia Avenue here in Chicago. Everyone's going to be there.
0: Uh, Dominic, who listened to our show and told us it's his birthday. It's going to be his birthday I'm gonna cut into something, and I'm gonna scream, and I hope you will also scream.
1: That's Wednesday, April eighth, at the Hideout. It's free.
0: How to Do Everything is produced by Jillian Donovan with technical direction from Lorna
1: White. Our intern this week is Vicky's baby in Amsterdam.
0: Good job, Vicky's baby. You're one of the top babies.
1: You're actually really far away for an intern. And you have no
0: motor control.
1: This is actually not. We got to rethink this. Great recommendations, though. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. Our website is
0: howtodoeverything.org.
1: I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks.